Hello and welcome to Table Manners Series 9. This is the start of something beautiful. And in my hand, I have our cookbook. It's actually hot off the press. We've got the first two copies ever, Mum. Yep. What do you think? I think it looks gorgeous. I know, me too. I'm surprised how beautiful it looks. I'm really proud of us. Me too. It's actually a gorgeous book. It's a gorgeous book. It reads really well. You do write beautifully, darling. Thank you, Mum. I've tried. You did try. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I kind of can't really believe that we did that last year. Neither can I. Started it with a baby in my tummy. I can't believe we tummy. did that and we still love each other. Mm, debatable. Um, but <laughs> I just think maybe it's time for me to move out and my work on my house isn't going to be done till the end of March. Jessica, so this should be an interesting That's so series. rude. Gratitude would be a much more appropriate feeling. Okay. Uh, what are you uh, grateful for today, Mum? If we're going to go cafe gratitude. I'm grateful that you cook because I don't feel well. Thank you. And I'm grateful to have a roof over my head. Good. Even if it is with a scary mother. That is so unfair. Stop bossing me. As your daughter keeps saying, stop bossing. Yeah, every time mum and I speak to each other now, she says stop bossing because we speak loudly to each other. Anyway, so today we have Ashling B. On the podcast. So excited. This is a huge booking for us. I wouldn't yeah. even call it a booking. This is an honour. We've wanted her for ages and we haven't been able to do it because she's internationally the busiest woman in the world, the funniest woman in the world, is everywhere. And she's managed to come over. And fit us in. And fit us in tonight. Now, we've been texting each other. We know each other through this Love Island WhatsApp group. So, oh, mum, stop it. Can't beat us, join us. No way. Um, Anyway, we haven't actually met before, but I've kind of watched her in action on the the WhatsApp group and she's hysterical and also seen This Way Up, which was so brilliant, her her own TV show that she wrote and starred in last year and with Sharon Horgan, who's also wonderful. And she's just been in a Netflix show with Paul Rudd called Living With Yourself. She was in The Fool. I know. She was the crazy nurse. Not the crazy nurse. The religious nurse. The religious nurse. So she's kind of prolific and doing everything. And we have managed to grab her. And it's, you know, it's January. You will be hearing this in February. But this is January. And I've been texting her. And I said, you know, what do you eat? What don't you eat? She's pescatarian. So I, and she says, I'm trying to be kind of good to myself. So I took that as quite a light meal. Um, and she says she's not a pudding person. So what we've done is um, we're doing a salmon, salmon fillets. You can just do a big bit of salmon with panko breadcrumbs and chili and ginger and spring onions and coriander, a little bit of olive oil, stick it all on. Um, you, p- you put the ginger on first and then the spring onions to kind of stick the breadcrumb mix with the chilli and the coriander, stick it on the top of the salmon, bung it in the oven for 12 minutes and serving it with something actually I've just made up today, which I think is going to be really nice. You know, Sweden carrots is a great mix that you have as a side in a roast. I've just added some sweet roasted sweet potato with that and some grated ginger to that and some orange zest just to kind of pep it up and it's also kind of a light little mash and then with some pak joy and soy and garlic so it's all quite light and really quick to uh, make so we're doing that and then we've got a cheese board for afters it must be quick darling because you were having a facial up until six o'clock yes i have had a facial today and my skin is feeling rather red and tight yeah how would you describe your the color of your skin it's um puce yeah, it's puce at the moment. I have a music video at the weekend because I have new music coming out and I'm shooting my music video in Serbia and I wanted to have a... Clearly got a new look, darling. A facial, yeah. a strong facial where I'd have a little a little non-surgical, non-invasive little lift. That's pretty invasive um, to me, mate. It's a little red at the moment, but thank you, Shane Cooper. That uh, It's going to go down. And yeah, I look quite terrifying, I would say. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm going to look so hot in that video. Um, so anyway, we have Ashley B and I hope she doesn't mind my red, red face. Coming up on Table Manners. 
Ashling B, you, you've arrived on hey, a hat. Thursday night. Classic me. Um, <laughs> you've asked for a hoodie to be a bit I more am. comfy. I just needed to chill out. You're Did drinking you a you're drinking, Yeah, I'll get your well. PJs on too. Almost would. Um, I can run you a bath. Oh, can we do it from the bath? Imagine you guys serving me salmon in the bath. Salmon in the bath. Salmon in the bath. It would be very like very circle of life, wouldn't it? You're like, there you go, little salmon, back to where you began. Uh, but yeah, you're drinking a green tea. Oh. It's January and we're all trying to be good to ourselves. Yes. So when I was texting you, now I've got your number through this Love Island WhatsApp God, group. for a second I thought you meant, you were like, I've got your number, mate. I know what you're up to. And I was like, all right, Jesse, bit of an aggressive. Oh, but no, you literally, you do no, have No, I actually number. do have your yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. What and is it then? Go on, tell everybody. <laughs> but I am, um, I... I um, kind of did the thing of like, can't wait to meet you because I actually feel like you're the nearest I've got to a Tinder date because... I know what you mean. Because we've never met each other, but yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I know you so well because yeah. I've seen your humour, I've heard your voice and voice notes. Um, I've danced uh, and wiggled my arse many times to your voice. Oh, thank so, you so like, much. So we have, and then we met each other on our Love Island WhatsApp group. I know. And we're both active on it. And I think neither you nor I, correct me if I'm wrong, ever realised how many people are actually on the Love Island WhatsApp group. Yeah, it's quite a lot, isn't it? I thought there were about 12 people on it. and uh, Probably 70. Oh, like it's now up to 92. And there are a lot of people who are watching quietly on our Love Weird. Island. Group, and I didn't know. And I, was I think yeah. maybe change a group. Oh, it's very, an exclusive oh, it's too late now. It's no, I bet like... there is an exclusive group that I'm not in. Jesse, ask. No, you can't be darling, like, hey, guys, can we darling, sack this one it's off? Like, there's too many. It's Jessie, like I'm love asking you... to be respected or told that you're cool. Once you have to ask for it, you're sort of not cool darling, anymore. I've you know never I mean? brought you up to not be in the exclusive group. Mum, oh my God, true. I feel like it's pretty true. exclusive. <laughs> Ashley, please. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan, what if Jonathan we're like... Ross, Ross. He's so sweet to his What if there's another like offspring one we're not in? Oh no. I wonder. Yeah. But no, I feel, um, I, I thank every uh, moment that I'm still allowed to be in it. And Isn't it funny that like with this job of ours and we work in the business we call show, that no matter what you do, there's always some other room you think there might be. No matter how, what level you get to, you always think, oh, is there another room that I'm not allowed in? You're, you're chasing some kind of like being accepted and only this year am I finally like, ah, grand, I'll stick with hanging around with like good crack people. I mean, in my uh, when you say I'll stick you know what I mean? with what, Sharon Hurt, like you're doing all right. Everyone always, I, I, Paul I had, Rudd I had an interview. Right. Paul Rudd, I've always loved mm. him. Yeah, everyone From loves Clueless. him. And because he's not on any form of social media, once, I, once it kind of came out that I was doing Living With Yourself, the show I was in with him, I became Netflix like... series that's up for... A, that's, it was uh, up oh, it was up for Golden Globe for actor Paul didn't get it, unfortunately. Still was, was up for it. Yeah, was still up for it. Yeah. Hey, that's another thing. I remember once I was nominated for a comedy award and the whole week everyone's like, congratulations. And then as soon as you lose it, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. So it sorry takes away the thing that was a congratulations, but suddenly you don't lose. And Sympathy. it's always a chasing yeah. another. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're like, but I still got nominated. It was still sure. the thing. And that's what I mean about constantly, you have to at some point go, ah, maybe I won't bother looking for that carrot on the stick anymore. But I get all of Paul's like, um, hey, is there any way um, Paul could uh, just try on my T-shirt? Or is there any way Paul wants uh, some free biscuits? Or could you tell Paul Rudd that he's on the list of like people I'd allow my wife to have an affair with? Like I have to pass on all these messages. Do you pass them on? Yeah, yeah, mainly, yeah. I'm like, uh, can Paul. you ask Paul Rudd to uh, uh, beat on a, a, a table manner's pocket? Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it happens with Paul, Phoebe and Sharon. He's kept surprisingly gorgeous. He, yeah, so he lives in a little fridge and um, they <laughs> refrigerate and then they take him out for kind of meetings and stuff like that. He's Crichton. very well preserved. The problem is acting with him is a very cold experience because <laughs> to touch his face has that sort of waxy pallor. Um, Enough, this that I'm is not her on dry of. January, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just wonder. Or like dry wind January, ladies, <laughs> am I right? Um, no, I'm a dry January. It's been more of a damp January. Like every five days I reward myself for doing so well by getting absolutely Absolutely twazzled. Were you twazzled last night? I didn't get twazzled. I think I was more, there was free cocktails. At Where this. were you? I was at an event, like a Vanity Fair party before the BAFTAs. Oh, so it's like darling. Rising stars. Darling. Um, uh, night. Who but were I, you wearing? Who was I wearing? Every boy's eyes <laughs> in the whole venue. <laughs> Ben, what a confident woman. Um, I was there with loads of friends though, so it was actually great crack. And that's where 
I'm not a, someone got who... got to let go. Yeah, I'm not someone who drinks when I feel insecure. I'm actually like, I get carried away by fun. I hate being left out of a potential anecdote. I tend to stay three hours longer than one shot. You know, there's that thing of like, leave when the party's going well. I leave like at the end when someone's like, sorry, we just have homes to go to. You know, that there's, hi, uh, it's just, it's over. It's over. There's not, nothing's going to happen. I'm like, but what if, what if in the last dregs of the night, there's a potential laugh and I could get involved in the anecdote of it. Um, so that's one of my So there were a lot of friends there And I found it very hard to leave And it was, there was so much sugar In the free cocktails Oh god you feel like what, shit What Which is your favourite cocktail? I love An Eastern Standard Or a Gimlet With a vodka mm. So like things that are like Elderflowery mm. uh, Minty Cucumber I've got yeah, a little you know. uh, elderflower that you could put put in that if you want. Ooh. It's fizzy water. I didn't even ask if you like. Do you fizzy know what? Water. I'm so humble. I don't like fizzy water or champagne. That's how humble don't I am. Don't you? I'm you real like, salt of the earth type of person. Yeah, I like still water. But you have good water in Ireland. We do actually. A in, lot well, of in some it. places. Well, though there is a lot of controversy about water pipes at the moment and people being taxed that, that for then? water. Do you actually want still water? Could I have still of water? Of course. Would you like I'm a little just bit of so humble. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we stick it in there? For the laugh. Which bit of Ireland do you come from? So I am from Kildare. Kildare is a like sort of Berkshire to London in terms of distance. And it's the very horsey part of the country. So it's where the Curra race course is and a lot of horse racing. Sorry, my daughter's being a cat. Hello, little cat. <laughs> oh my God, you train your child to bring things in in its mouth. <laughs> Jessica. Oh, what's this? Can I have that? Oh, you're a doggy. Oh, you were a doggy. It's obvious. It was a bones. I will say you're going to have to work harder on your dog material. <laughs> I'm not going to patronise her by saying that was a great performance of I a dog wouldn't. because I read it as a cat. great. It would be very unique if she decided to stay like that. If she identifies as a dog when she gets older. Yeah. What would they call... What would that be called? Uh, well, there is... Have you ever seen K9 this? Canine something or other. K- yeah. Canine or... I don't know. Anyway. Um, there is a Channel 4 documentary called The Secret Life of, of Human Pups. And it's very fascinating. Are they the children that were brought up by no, wolves or no, dogs? No, but that's also a, a great one. This one is about a group of people uh, around the world who like to live their lives as pups and they identify as puppies. And they dress up in... Um, Quite sort of sexy, leathery clothes. Oh, it's like a sex thing. Well, that's the question which sort of hangs over us for the whole documentary, really. I felt really sorry for, like, there's... They go to the international, like, best human dog convention. And there's this one guy who's representing Britain. And he's, like, he's, like, uh, for his... um, And he's dressed up as a dog and he's his owner. And there's a little bit of sexual tension between the owner and him. And we kind of do wonder what goes on. they don't do dogging and things. Well, we don't know. Oh, my God. It's just a little bit of the unanswered question. Why is dogging called dogging, actually? Because of the way dogs do it. Oh, okay, fine. I don't think that's it. I think think it's... So here's my thoughts. (laughs) We're definitely going to get emails in to us three poor ladies sitting around going, but what? It's dogging. Let's uh, blue sky think it. I think dogging might be called dogging because maybe a lot of people pretend to go out to walk their dogs. Oh, that's it, yeah. actually go uh, and watch, watch people in cars having sex. Now, the people in the cars know people are watching them, so we're doing it for a performance You're of reasons. kidding me. Yes. Um, and as a performer, may I take my hat off to any side-specific <laughs> theatre? Um, but then I also wonder, is it that you're sitting there watching almost like a dog? I wonder, is that an element that you're there kind of what? looking like... Now, what did you think, Mum? I'd like, as in, But you know the way a dog would sit and watch you at the table eating and you just sort of, like, tongue out, like, I thought watching. it was the mounting them from behind. Oh, <laughs> no, that that's is, doggy that style. That is doggy style. That is doing a doggy oh, style. sorry. And that is something I would definitely say I know about. <laughs> um, the other one, I will say I'm not so sure about the etymology of dogging. <laughs> Dear readers, please feel free to phone in. Please don't. (laughs) I'm so glad that my daughter walking in as a dog has turned into doggy style and dogging. Dogging, Absolutely. But Uh, in this this documentary, God love them, the the guy representing Britain as a puppy goes to Germany to do the international puppy convention. And they all have to Of course it was in Germany. But it's in Germany. And he goes... They're little little freaky deaky over there. They like... Well, this is the thing. So he goes dressed up in his really cute... Playtex rubbery, ow, ow, 
I'm just a little puppy <laughs> outfit. And for his talent, he uh, grabs a, a crayon in his mouth and draws something on a page. And it's like, look, the pup draw- drew. And then for all of the other ones, they are in proper sort of like gimp outfits. (laughs) Really sexy. Some of them have like their lads, their balls hanging out. And for their talents, they do like an absolute striptease. And the poor little British puppy is like watching (laughs) being like, oh, I think I got the brief slightly wrong. (laughs) It's like almost like turning up to an orgy with a cheese board being like, hi guys. Oh, you've already started. I I thought we might do snacks first, but okay. This is a lot more. Do they do that on Love Island too? Do they do? This was, this Love Island seems like a day out at the convent in comparison it's not to giving the me International Human Puppy Convention in Germany. Let's just quickly talk about Love Island because mm. both you and I, I haven't watched last night's actually. Mm. Me neither, Fine. Which is a little treat for it's myself. Quite, it's um, a little bit um, quiet on the Dry yard. this year. So my friend said yesterday that he thought yes. the reason it wasn't going very well is because we're not in summer. We don't, you know, when they yes. go to click to buy the yeah, outfit yeah, yeah, that yeah, Blah's yeah, wearing, yeah. people are in, bit, you know, in hoodies and woolies like, and they don't feel... I like staying in and, and, and watching it. For me, me it's me too. my... What I've decided to let go of is any, like when people go, oh, it's a guilty pleasure, it's cheap watching. I don't mind that. People have soap operas or like sport is just kicking a ball up and down. Mm. You know, not plot wise, not a lot happens in a football game. You know, there's no real drama except Mm. for someone falls over pretending every now and again. Um, But with this, I feel the same thing. I love the simplicity of it. It's like a sort of humble dish of like just potatoes and cheese, you know? It's just like, I like you, do thou, yeah. What I like as well is that they don't really tend to have chats. They tend to do just Go constant analysis. Yeah. It's like, it, it would be like if if football games were only two minutes of football and then the pundit speaking for like an hour. And the editing is on point, like Shanice's little face that's now become an international meme Yeah, when the girl comes in that, no, anyway. And I mean, actually, almost again, like what we were talking about earlier on, about like always thinking there's another room where someone else belongs. Like you take these people, all of whom are gorgeous mm. and might be the most beautiful people and in their town. And then... They keep on sending just when you think there couldn't be more beautiful people. Someone who's even more Zena the beautiful. warrior goddess came Yeah, Zena the warrior. Like, and suddenly they're the people who are like, I'm fit, I'm lovely, this is how I look. But suddenly there's someone else. Mouths, and... Not everyone, no. In Not fact, all. The, real, the real threats are the people who come in and, and they've had nothing done in their natural And then they go in the and morning and they don't like, put any ah. makeup on and they're making the eggs. And I think yeah, that yeah, she's yeah. one to watch, isn't she? The who's newbie. That? There's a girl Rebecca, who's coming in, she really doesn't need any makeup. She's and that's, stunning. That is, when you see someone, I did uh, film this summer with Frida Pinto. And Frida Pinto oh, is, she is beautiful. the most, it's almost like when they put makeup on Frida, it makes her look like, Spoils she still looks, she's, it, I could eat my dinner off her face. And she's so, such a good woman as well. She is someone who like does so much work with like charities and, um, and works really, like she's been in the Hollywood business since she was like quite young. And she just like say one year, she went out and took all with a van of her own accord and took like all of the excess food from a load of award ceremonies during this sort of ceremonies in Hollywood and gave it to a load of homeless shelters and charities. And she did that all off her own back. Food waste is my um, biggest hatred. Of course, everyone's going to be vegetarian now, aren't they? There's nothing wrong with that, Mum. It's all plant-based, darling. Yeah. Mum's got a bit of a... No, I have not. uh, uh, I have not. I subscribe to it, darling. But I think that you should give people a choice. No, what? Uh, no, yeah, no. it's for me. It's all everything I do. It's we can't live like this anymore. We are no, dieting like kings and thought that we could all live like that forever. But what we've done is we've taken too much out of not just the resources on this planet to fulfill what we thought would be an endless stream of food and money and clothes and items. And we, what we were really doing was we were agreeing to take away from people who are far less fortunate than us. Mm. So to afford our avocados, we've let people in South America fall into gang warfare over avocados. To, fall, to um, have our beef, there's uh, so much land in developing countries where there are poor people, has had to be um, uh, soya plants and tr- forests knocked down for soya plants mm. to feed cows. So it's not like it's, you shouldn't eat an animal for me. It's like, it's very much 
uh, the 10% has been feeding on the riches of other so people's lives. So is that lives. why you've become a pescatarian? Yeah, generally, and even that's problematic, generally. I mean, there's, uh, we're all going to have to change because the world is running out of space and it's almost like we've been like, catch me if you can, Leonardo DiCaprio mm. style, running away with a credit card and there's been no money in our bank account mm. and now all of the bills are coming in and we can't ignore them and that's what it feels like environmentally. And it's we're we're getting to the point ecologically where we might even not be able to get out of it. I'm just going to put the food yeah. on because yes. I know you're hungry. We're no, all, we've got to pull yeah, back. we've got to. But it's it's gone a little bit beyond that. We've got to do more than pull back. We've got to we've give got up to stuff. It's a huge effort. Governments really need to help us out. We can. People are like, oh, what what help is it of me bringing a plastic bottle everywhere or a reusable bottle? The point of anything is that nothing's going to, no one thing's going to fix it. Veganism is not going to fix um, the environment. Uh, vegetarianism isn't. Um, just banking with a different bank isn't. Uh, petitioning isn't. But all of it together, the idea that a community, like a warlike spirit, because this will be the next big issue for your kids who is coming in as a dog, they're not going to care about Brexit or what wars are going on. This will be, there will be climate refugees, um, for, for her age group, these are the issues that are going to be facing her when she's doing podcasts at, at our age. And so it's a multi-pronged approach in terms of who do we bank with? Who do we get our money with? Starting to do things that are a bit difficult and not nice, but also a general community spirit. So yes, the one tiny thing you're doing might not help, but the idea that we're not all collectively giving up is very important and that we're all in some way giving up something and actively doing something creates a spirit that maybe together we could do it. Yeah, I think that's But one right. small group screaming and another small group going, oh, bloody hell, feck it, is not... We all have to do something. You came from a family of how many? Three in total. Three. So my mother, my sister and myself, yeah. Right. And did your mum cook? So Mammy, because she was uh, bringing us up on her own, has a sort of interesting culinary tale in that she was a working mother on her own. So all of our, like, home, like today I'm not feeling very well. And I had meetings in the morning and then an audition in the afternoon. And when I went home, I had four slices of white toast and spaghetti hoops on best. toast with loads of butter. And I was like, oh, this is my happy place. This I'm like mm-hmm. this. So, like, tins, freezer, toaster, microwave... Those are still the things that are like my my home cooked feelings. Um, but Mammy also, when she got married, was a jockey. So she was an athlete and she couldn't boil an egg. So they but they sent her off to uh, like not Ballymaloe, not Ballymaloe. <laughs> that wasn't around Ballymaloe, yeah. um, but not too far off. What's the name for like French cooking? Like. Uh, cordon like, bleu like cordon so they sent her off to a cordon bleu course like I think maybe my nana gave her a voucher when she got married like here in a sort of 1980s you'll have to learn to husband, keep your husband away yeah. yeah. but so mammy can just about boil an egg and put things in the freezer and she'll kill me now if she hears this but also can do about seven dishes of cordon bleu cooking like gratin dauphinoise really beautifully so there's a chasm in the in-between bit but there's so a lot of like packets and stuff like that but on the other hand she does like chicken a la creme and gratin dauphinoise and salmon en croute and can do these things but yeah I remember uh, when we were growing up she decided to try baking once and uh, she made these scones and myself and my sister Sinead our best game was um, who can throw the scone against the wall hard enough to break it and it, neither of us won. I think the biggest loser was the wall in the end. But um, yeah, we wouldn't come from a baking family. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. Yes. Oh, this all looks lovely. Look at. Oh, oh my God. Have you made accidentally like the Irish flag with the dinner? <laughs> it's like green, white, and orange. Yes, baby. <laughs> look, this is an accident. But like, oh I no. Look, you said you oh. wanted really healthy, so yes. I've gone. I've. I'm not indulged, oh. babe. Like this looks so lovely. No, it's kind of. It's very, oh, very yum. healthy. And a bit, come down with me now that I'm looking at it. (laughs) Oh my God, I, when I graduated from drama school, I didn't have an agent. I just assumed I'd come out and immediately go to Hollywood. And I watched back to back, nonstop, come down with me. And I'd say there isn't an episode for the first like five years of come down with me that I haven't seen. 
I loved it so much. Like, I, I got, yeah, I got really excited. Do you like cooking programs? I love, so I haven't seen that much comedy. I don't enjoy watching comedy or, or uh, it, it feels like work a lot of the time. Like, right. I watch it and I have a lot of, oh, most of my friends are comedians. But um, I love watching cookery shows, especially if there's a competitive element Me to too. it. Me too, MasterChef. MasterChef, Great British Menu. Bacon. <gasps> love great. Oh, so love great turn it upside no, down. Take the, the you need to take the Sorry. lid off. Oh. Yeah. It's delicious, Jesse. Oh, you're sweet. And then, I won't have you speak well, ill of this really dinner. Because we it's were real going, nice. Because we were going really light. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're both trying to be good to ourselves. I've got music video. Oh. We're just kind of trying to be good. I I did, um, uh, I did carrot and swede. That's with, what it is. It's so lovely. Sweet with sweet potatoes, and then I added a little bit of ginger in it, and some um, orange. Uh, By sweet, do you mean turnip? Is a sweet a turnip? No, I think they're different. Sweet, the bigger one. So is a Swede different to a turnip? Yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh, it is. A Interesting. A turnip's a little white one and a Swede is orange in, inside. Oh, my God. I've been calling Swedes turnip all my life. People do. Don't they taste the same? Oh, no. no. This, so turnips are the taste of my childhood. It's the one thing my mommy and my granny would yeah. like cook loads of. Bacon, cabbage, potatoes and turnips. And eating this makes me feel really happy. Have I asked you what is your go-to dish that you will oh. offer up as... Are you a, are you a hostess? I love... One of my favourite things in the world, and this is what I miss travelling for work the most, is just having people around my house and having big old mm. dinners. I normally invite three people, but accidentally end up inviting 12. Everyone has to sit around with food in their laps. Um, I love having people around. I normally do lots of bits. Uh, I do like my mother taught me a gratin dauphinois. Oh, it's cheesy potatoes, lads. Who are you going to call? Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. Um, yeah, I do. I don't necessarily have a go-to thing. I'll do lots of salads. I do do lots of big brunches. So oh, for nice. Pride every year, I have a kind of um, LGBTQ plus breakfast morning before the people go out and march and go to the parade. Um, and that's one of my favourite things. There's a picture I quite like of this year. I spent loads of effort on the breakfast and then finally I sat down you know in that kind of way the host sits down at the end and goes now I'm going to eat yeah. my dinner and I went to tell an anecdote and I flipped my plate onto the cement on, in my garden and it's just a really sad but really funny <laughs> picture that my friend my best friend Brona took at an opportune time where I've just got a really sad face and a giant pink uh, <laughs> come out to support LGBTQ plus t-shirt with this plate of eggs upside down on the floor I want to know about stand up because it just seems like the most petrifying thing to me I'm not a comedian so that's probably why but like the idea of just presenting yourself to maybe maybe I'm thinking of it in the wrong way but like a sceptical crowd or like or maybe they're quite up for it if they're going to see comedy do you know aren't they do you not feel like they're sitting there being like come on then make me laugh no generally people want to have a good time there'll always be that idiot I think that's the fear mentality that people who hate public speaking have so apparently Jerry Seinfeld has a bit about how people's number one fear is public speaking and people's number two fear is dying. So which means that people would rather be dead at a funeral than have to speak at one. And like that's and that's Jerry Seinfeld's bit, not mine. But it's funny when something isn't scary to you. Like I have never done sport. I cannot imagine what it would be like to go out on grass and have to like put your foot against a ball with the knowledge it's going to get into a net with loads of people watching you, that to me would be like, oh, something would go, surely, no way, what? But for me, I've always spoken out, like, I mean, it's not exactly like you're like, oh, Ashling, you're stuck for chat at the moment. Like, it's it's not the biggest transference of what's already there. When did you start stand-up? Was it, because you were acting, because, I mean, we... I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, like, I didn't, I've kind of forgot that you were in The Fall. We didn't know. As the nurse, nurse yeah. But you, you fancied him, didn't you? As in my character? Yes. No, we had, yes, I think were, that's what people wanted to say. Nice. You fancy Jamie Dornan. It was, yeah, but you were too My character nice was more him. obsessive in a religious way. Yeah. I think there was like an, a religious obsessive thing that he'd come back and the, the idea that you could save somebody, yeah. that you could be reformed and that sort of religious element to someone that's like, oh, you could be... What if you've done something so awful, but the near-death experience has changed you? Could you be reformed at that sort of interest? Um, so that was a sort of like odd vibe to the old nurse. 
Um, but people really got into that character, and it's funny because you I'm, are going to have some cheese, aren't yes, you? Please, you, you don't have to. That was like I definitely aggressively will. put, mother. I just love cheese. I am always intrigued by the fact that fruit and cheese work so well together. Yeah, it's great, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? I can yeah. cut you an apple up if you want. Do you know what I would love an apple and you cheese? Would. One of my favorite things my aunt ever cooked was you know you know toasties cheese toasty makers. Yeah. She makes. So she puts butter on the outside of both sides of the bread, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Then inside butter as well. And yeah. then inside she puts cheese, which will melt, yeah. but also yeah. apples. Oh, so she puts yeah. apples into the toasty. So when you cut it inside, you've got hot apple, which is like a chutney, essentially, like and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a savoury one. You spend your time between New York, LA, London. Yeah. You're an yeah. international gal. Some of your favourite restaurants in those places. Oh. In London, it's a place called La per- or Perilla, and I actually found the place. Off, great. It's great in Stoke Newington, and I found it because your man, the direct, uh, the um, I'm pretty sure he's called Ben, um, was on Great British Menu, and oh, I liked the stuff he? he was making. I was like, oh my god, it's near my house because that's not far from where I live, and so I went up, and there they always give me bread and butter now when I go, and it's like fresh seaweed sourdough, mm. and the butter is whipped, so it's almost like it's caramelized and whipped, but it's, it's almost like it's. Delicious. No, I know. Oh, New York, LA. Oh, New York. I mean, New York, just everywhere is great to eat. The thing I miss, so when I was doing Living With Yourself, which is a Paul Rudd show, um, I was living in New York. And the one thing I miss is home cooking because everyone is pays such a high rent. Even the richest people don't have really big houses. So the wealthy, famous celebs still have relatively humble houses comparative to London or, is, or LA or anything like that and so no one really there isn't a culture of going around to people's houses for roasts or mm-hmm. taking your shoes off and just eating with people and I really miss doing that on. and living yeah. that um, so but the plus side is everyone eats out all the time and the restaurants and takeaways are amazing Um I did go, there's this bar I really liked in the West Village called the Hudson Hound, which my friends run. And that like had proper like Irish food, which I really missed. Um, But also where was, where did we go? Oh, I feel like just everywhere was great. So it's hard to sort of pin down one place, but it was the the cooking element I did miss in New York. Um, LA? LA, there's a, um, a Spanish or Mexican restaurant called Gracias Madre, yeah, which is a it. vegan veggie place that you would actually like. And you'd be like, did I not have meat? Have really? You had it? No. When we were at Benny's? No. Mm. The coconut bacon. Yeah, all of this stuff. And I love that. But yeah, generally, Mexican food in LA is so tasty because there's such a large Mexican community there. Don't you think Epoise is the most delicious cheese? Is that what I'm eating? Yeah. I can't stop. It's and really I'm good. good. I t- it's my new it. favourite cheese. It's really good. Oh, what is it? Epoise. It's terrible name. Epoise. No, it isn't, like darling. Pus. Is that What's the brand? It no, it's Poise. All right, well, P-O-I-S-S-E. we're saying it terribly. We'll What's it mean? Is that the brand or is that the type of cheese? The type of cheese. Oh, like a brie. It's an Epoise. An Epoise. It's so delicious. Oh man, I can't. I know, it's just the best cheese. Guilty pleasure food. I think we know. Spaghetti hoops maybe. That's not guilty enough. I don't really... White bread is. I don't like, I believe in health and nourishing yourself, but I don't feel like attaching guilt to food and stuff like that because I'm like, oh, let's, you know, uh, what do you eat? That you're just like, this is it. What do I eat that is not good for me? It's probably drink. It's probably alcohol. I and love, what do you drink? I love all drinks. Except for um, champagne or cava. That makes me you get really like sick. Stuff. Don't like fizzy stuff. Yeah. Because I've got a naturally bubbly personality, you see. So it just overcompensates. It tips me over the edge. So um, white or red wine? Uh, both. White wine does make me a bit like, do you know what I have a secret about and I'm not allowed to tell anyone? So I try to avoid white wine. Um, red wine, I really like. I love whiskey, all sorts. I Irish love, whiskey. Irish whiskey, I love. James and, oh my God, the nicest whiskey is Dingle whiskey. I, I oh, love Dingle. Dingle is so Dingle's nice. The best do you like Dingle the, the area? The best so my dad was from Dingle and I got, um, I got a hamper sent to me with some Dingle 
uh, vodka in it. And I was like, what? Dingle vodka? Vodka made in Ireland? Come on, lads. And their gin has been recently voted like the best in Europe. But mm. they sent over my sister uh, for the bar, because it's from where the where my dad is from, for the bar for her wedding. My sister had, um, so uh, she's Irish and her husband is British Indian. So they had like an Irish British Indian wedding, all sustainable. So they had like veggie curries on banana leaves and all this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, amazing. Like, amazing but the food was Indian and so delicious and then the bar was Irish so it was like stocked out with Dingle uh, gin and vodka but their whiskey they sent over one like 15 year number oh it was like drinking a hot chocolate it was just a little um, delicious I can still taste it now because I just had some in my little cup I know what you're um, <laughs> what, speaking about your sister your yes. sister was involved in Little Women yes she film. is the assistant costume designer yeah. Did she do costume? Did you have costumes in this way up? Was She's that, a, a she designer of costumes. Yeah. So she so, went from so Sinead was in Boston doing Little Women while I was in New York doing Living with Yourself, which was really special that she was there. That's amazing. And then we both came back to film my show and she designed my show. So a lot of the colours and aesthetic to it are all down to Sinead. But yeah, my little sister is absolutely brilliant. And actually, Indian foods become a big part of our life now because of Mads's, uh, my brother-in-law's mother is an amazing cook. And so his aunt, um, she lives in India, but his aunt is also an amazing cook and we go down to her a lot um, in a place And are they veggie? Mads's mom is, and Sinead mostly is as well, almost like me. So they would lean that way. So Mads grew up with a lot of um, Indian food that was veggie. So it's very easy for him to sort of live like Sinead's thing, but every now and again he'd have like a big smokehouse steak and stuff like that. Was... Um your sister Sharon in This Way Up's kind of um, relationship and f- his family based around it wasn't your again, brother-in-law. The thing is, it's a fictional show. Yeah. So it's not based on my life. But then there are elements yeah. that I'm inspired by and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, why wouldn't the family be Indian? And also it's a family I don't get to see a lot on TV. So mm. I don't get to see my brother-in-law's family on TV. And by his family, I don't mean his literal family. No. I mean, um, Indian fam- British Indian families, of which there are many gorgeous families. And I like the idea of like the Irish-Indian connection and us all getting to know each other's cultures. And so stuff like that becomes a thing. But then you start making other characters and other people and different things. Um, you know, I mean, the one thing that's definitely in it is that like Madhav does make his own sourdough. So in episode one, there's a bit where Vish is making sourdough and that's absolutely Mads. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's become a, a lot more part of what we eat and love. And my mom just went out to India um, this year over Christmas um, for the first time. And, you know, we were all like, Irish people are not good with spice. Like, I remember one time my mother going, geez, that, that soup's very spicy. What's in that? And it was a tomato mazel soup. <laughs> and the spice was pepper. And she was like, oh, oh, God, I need a bit of yogurt now or something. Um, so we were all a bit nervous, mommy going to India. And she just fell in love with it. She just felt so healthy. She just such a glow about her. And it is, I love the idea of everyone just integrating with each other's cultures and there's bits for us all to take and at the bottom of it all is people having a laugh and 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 coming together around a table just like this and food is a gorgeous way to connect people and at Sinead's wedding for example they had some bamboo cutlery but mostly it was like eating with your hands traditional uh, Indian style eating with your hands and you know we were all like oh a lot of the Irish aunties and uncles are coming and as if you're not nervous people are grand no one's ever like too old to be like I couldn't manage that or that's not what I'm used to it's great crack to try something new and everyone just got involved because it was a different type of wedding and it was unique to Madhav and Sinead and it was just a gorgeous day where you had all of these like Irish aunties and uncles who would have been meat and two potatoes uh, and maybe a bit of vegetables but one of the vegetables was probably also potatoes um, just eating uh, on a banana leaf with their hands and it's just like yeah of course it's just like get involved. So I, I, that was a gorgeous food day in my life. Do you eat the plain food? As in food Aeroplane. on the plane? Yeah, oh, sorry. 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 That was a, I thought it was quite a, like the plain food, like no, the no, bread, no, no. I no, love the waffles. Plain food. <laughs> As in aeroplane yeah. food. Yeah, yes. it's so exciting. I've, I, so I get. I still get a thing about hotels and aeroplane food where there's still an element of excitement, childhood excitement. Mm. And even though if you were to take aeroplane food out of an aeroplane, you'd be like, what is this bullshit? Where am I, prison? 
when you're actually on an airplane, the oh, little oh, little things, <laughs> I, I really still enjoy them. A little part here, a little part there. Whether I'm in there, there's a video. Uh, yeah, I still get, I always eat everything. And what's your room Hoover service um, choice? Because, you know, you said that you've been living in hotels. Like, Yeah, I, that's a one thing I got really... So I was doing a movie, which is when I was doing a Frida Pinto, in Italy. And I was like, oh my God, you were living in Rome for six weeks. Oh my God. But I was living in Rome in a hotel um, for six weeks in like the Oxford Circus of Rome. Oh, yeah. Or like the Times Square of New York. Right. And there's only so many evenings you can watch or eat from the room service menu and it's all pasta that that's where remember when I said to you when you texted I was like I can't really do any more pasta and there is such amazing Italian food but I think for me pasta always reminds me of university and non-stop eating pasta and pesto and tomatoes and that's the only thing we would eat <laughs> and so for me that much pasta and again being in Rome where they're like hi I'm trying not to eat that much dairy or wheat at the moment they're like <laughs> What else is there? They <laughs> were just like having none of it. Um, so my favourite place in Rome was a sushi restaurant right beside the uh, hotel. I know the two of you. You've changed, babe. I loved it so much. And we, myself and Eleanor Tomlinson, who's a flame-haired beauty in Poldark, she's in the movie as well. And we would go to this sushi restaurant almost every night because there was one sushi roll that had little bits of chips on top of it. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, it's sushi, but with chips. What could be, what could be better? And every, we made the same joke every night. We'd open the door and be like, who went in Rome? <laughs> and went into our sushi restaurant. <laughs> what, um, what would be your last supper? Mm. You um, start in Maine, pud, and drink of choice. But, so, is it desert? So I have two questions for you, please, before I answer. Is it desert island? Or is it like, I'm about to die tomorrow? No, it's like whatever you would prefer. Well, it's whatever you prefer. Whatever's going to make a better mm. gag, Ashley. Interesting, a better gag. Oh, well, the no. cause of my death will make me gag. <laughs> I um, think it'll be some sort of potato, without a doubt. Uh, that's the po- starter. Starter will be some kind of like, uh, I think maybe like chopped up tuna or like, um, like a, a taco, like a fish taco. I love a good fish taco or like... Um, uh, not a sashimi. What's the other sashimi? You know that you like um, poke. Po- uh, is it poke? No, there's poke, but uh, then oh, there's also... ceviche. No, there's um, the other one that you love. Tuna tartare. Tuna tartare. Yeah, tuna tartare, but I think... You'd I go think poke. It's ceviche or poke. Yeah, I like things dressed in a bit of a dressing. That's my like... Yum, a yum, little... Yum, yum, yum. A little okay. bit of a... Oh, bonjour, citrus. Okay. Um, then for mains, even though I don't eat meat... If it's my gonna die meal, yeah. it will be my granny's bacon, cabbage, potatoes and turnip. Oh, lovely. Um, and that would be the way my granny did it. I presume the overarching flavour is salt. <laughs> it threw out everything. If you're looking for like, what are the notes left on your palate? <laughs> that is salt. <laughs> and she used to like cook the cabbage afterwards in the bacon water. So you get like the kind of salt in the wow. cabbage, mash with a shed load of butter. Oh, and you pepper. don't fry the bacon; you cook it in water. Uh, so, yeah, boiled bacon. Ooh, yeah, boiled like bacon. Gammon. Yeah, okay. kind of like but gammon, they, but they proper, like almost like more like a Christmas ham. Okay. Yeah. So they would boil it and then put it in the oven and yeah. then get the crispy thing on the okay. top. So I would probably, if it's my last day on earth, have my granny's bacon, cabbage, potato and turnip, mashed turnip. Condiment? Do you need it? Mustard? No, would you darling. never? No, it's just, you it's, don't do that. It's all, that's the thing. You just mash is the sort of just condiment. I suppose it. the mashiness okay. of the butter. Yeah. Amazing. And what would be your drink? What would be my drink would be maybe an espresso martinis so mm. I can wait up to see the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> so I'll definitely not fall asleep. Um, then dessert would be uh, a really rich chocolate mousse with a raspberry coolie, coolie, or else maybe a pecan slice. Oh, I love yes. pecans. And you know what I realised recently, and I was really delighted with myself. Like when you discover that you genuinely like celery, you're like, oh god, this is great. Not many people genuinely like it, and here I am eating it. Um, I realised my favourite bit of the pecan slices is roast pecans. And the other day, I got a load of pecans, fired them into the oven, and now they're just my little nibble around the house. Pecans unroasted are not that nice, but put them in the oven. Ooh. Tasty, tasty. It brings out the sort of like. Yeah, yeah I get that. Quality of them. Also, so, yeah. spending time like. I talk about this a lot, but I'm obsessed with Gilmore Girls. Mm. And I'm imagining like your time in Boston and New York, and you're having a pecan pie, a little slice, oh, and maybe like a pecan ha- pie. hanging out in Connecticut. 
I really used to love the Gilmore Girls growing up because, again, it was a family that didn't look like any other family. And I loved the idea that it was a mother and a girl. And that sort of almost sister, almost like we're all learning this at the same time. Mm. Family structure was just a real relief to see. And myself, Mammy and Sinead would watch that together. That was the thing we watched together. And it was like watching, oh, imagine a family of just women where it's almost like there are no roles we're just the three of us trying to work out what the world is together. Because we also lived out in the countryside, so it's not like there was like... And we have a huge extended family. Mammy's got loads of sisters and stuff like that. And I have another two aunts on my dad's side as well, who were a bit of like the village raising you, but they weren't living right beside us or anything. And the idea was like the, the same with Little Women, the movie. Like the fact that Sinead was working on it was so emotional for us because that was another thing that felt like us. Like it was just a mother and daughters mm. and sisters. And that's kind of, when you talk about what part of my show is fiction or not, for me, it's just the essence of sisters and family and siblings together and a different type of family structure and the language between them. And that that for me is where I, I love writing and finding mm. with people. But Little Women as well, Little Women and, and um, the Gilmore Girls, they were our, oh, that looks a bit like us. They're, that's our world, mm. you know, and there's no dad walking in going, honey, I'm home mm. or, oh, dad, you're so funny or any of that, which is just a foreign concept to us. So that I always loved. What uh, are you writing at the moment? Are you always writing? Yeah, I'm always writing uh, with the hope of a series two and then also a film I'm writing at the moment. Um, I find writing is my hardest, loneliest job and I don't necessarily love it. Mm. Um, I hate being on my own quite a lot. And even though like Sharon's an amazing producer and like everyone who gives notes are great, they're all over email predominantly. And I yeah. find that really lonely rather than I'm much better when I have someone in a room because it's just a, a, humans aren't supposed to be on our own hermits. It doesn't do our um, mental health any good. It doesn't, to look at people in the eye when you're talking That's or get feedback is everything. Right. I can't stand Whoa, being on my own. Yeah. I don't mind my own company living wise and even in relationships being independent, working on my own without someone to throw something. It's mm. so, and I think with um, writing, when I, if I write on my own for stand up, that evening I'll be able to give it to someone or show it to someone. With writing, like I wrote my show like a year and a half ago and you only got to see it like a couple of months mm. ago like you, it takes ages before anyone gets to see or enjoy your work mm. and I don't write it for myself you write it for other people to watch and that's the very lonely bit I found that incredibly lonely writing the show so a bit of me is like oh no do I go back into that now you get a little bit nervous yeah, right I mean well I, I'm sure there will, will be a second and, and the film Film is an idea I've had for ages, uh, kind of. I'm working on that with the production company at the moment, but that's something I want to write. It's been an idea swilling around for ages. But you're, you're busy, but that's how you like it. I do. I have a circusy sort of lifestyle. Yeah. Gosh, well, thanks for fitting us in. Yeah. Oh, no, God, God, I've really managed to make it like, guys, I've just swung no, in. From, no, 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 just, no, but... You had just come from an audition, by the way, like, and you'd come and like... But this is a joy. Also... To be cooked for is such a special thing by little mommy and daughter welcoming into I your home. I did nothing today. She you did really embarrassed yourself. You didn't answer me at the no. door. You came downstairs three minutes late yeah. after I was here. I'd already had my wee and taken my jacket off <laughs> and my shoes and socks. You didn't even kiss me. I let myself down. You really did. But you, you did let, put lippy yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put lippy on. You did. Um, uh, lastly, uh, your karaoke song, please, Ashley. Oh, my karaoke song. Now, here's a little bit of my problem. With karaoke, I believe that we get to perform for a living and we are so lucky to get to do it. And I believe that karaoke should be kept for people who don't I get to perform for a living. agree. And sometimes when I go to karaoke with other actors and singers, You're like, it's just off. like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Bring me a high or left. Oh. And you're like, all right, mate, we've all been to school. You know, it's just a bit, I, I think totally it should agree. be for out of tune people who are like, Oh, I'm loving angels instead. And I'm like, yes, today is your five minutes. Own it. Um, I agree. I mean, I do like Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. I think because I'm Irish, I like to do the like, um, you know, Sinead O'Connor style. Like, we it, it, You did that really well in This Way Up with the cranberries. Oh, yeah. That zombie. incredible. That was very joyous for myself and Sharon to sing. We, and people keep on tagging us doing that at karaoke now and adding us in. <laughs> 
And there's like we really like we cracked each other up doing that so much because we really wanted to come across as great singers. And a bit of us were like, oh, people will find this funny, but they also might ask us to be professional singers after it. <laughs> like because we were so arrogant. It was about really ourselves. good. It was really but really that good. um anything where there's a bit of <laughs> I like singing, you know, wrecking ball or Diana Vickers compares. Diana Vickers <laughs> used to give a bit that, of wasn't she? How's, how, how, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> um I think you've been Fabulous. Everything you and more. guys are. What a joy. Um I I'd love you to just come back every time you need a home cooked meal to be Yeah, honest. oh my gosh. And um thanks so much. And I can't wait for this way up to come back because it needs to because it was it. such an important oh. uh piece of work. So thank, thank you. Guys. I might have a little cry now. Mum, I haven't laughed like that since Alan Carr. No, she's so, so clever and so funny. And brilliant. Brilliant. I'm so happy and I feel very lucky that we've just had her over for dinner. So lucky. Jessie, her porcelain skin <laughs> and your atomic peel was actually something I didn't actually to have a peel. What did you have? I had a few different little, like, I, I had, like, needling and stuff. Jessica, like, it's all natural. That does not look natural to me. It's mum. It's what happens. You make your face have a bit of a trauma to then promote more collagen. That's what it Jessica, is. Jessica. It's all natural. You sodding Botox or collagen injections. Your face looks like a turkey cock's arse. <laughs> it is bright, bright red. I know. And I'm a Come bit worried. Come on, you reds. Come on, you reds. <laughs> Um, anything like this uh, anyway um thank you so much ashling for coming over what an amazing woman amazing woman so influential clever inspiring clever funny just brilliant i love her and thank you for kicking off season nine for us what a way to start it yep she kind of i feel like she felt a bit like family yeah but maybe she makes everyone feel like I that because she's just wonderful. Talent. She's amazing. We have got some fantastic guests lined up for this season and it's going to be wonderful. But please do email us and let us know what you'd like to hear more about, maybe. Not dogging. I thought the dogging was actually really informative, Mum. Actually, yep. you learnt something new. I did please email us at hello at tablemannerspodcast.com we'd love to hear from you and tell us who you want on uh mum are you still happy that you're doing this with me ecstatic thank you for listening please give us a rating five stars maybe don't give a comment mum likes to read them too much and i don't think it's good for her health um thank you for listening and we'll see you next week on table manners music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.